what I decided that I was going to start podcasting again last week and I went back and looked at some of my old podcasts on YouTube and wow talk about cringe fest embarrassing absolutely embarrassing I was embarrassed listening to it but once you get into it they're not too bad but it's the start it's that first minute where you know you're hyping yourself up and you're forcing yourself to get through it and I enjoy podcasting I really do I've just not been able to commit the time to it um but fucking hell, when I go back and listen to those intros, crazy, absolutely crazy. Like I'm sat there and it's just, all right, guys, welcome into the podcast. And you're just you're talking really fast and you're trying to rabbit through it. And it's like them kids you see on YouTube nowadays where you can tell that the person behind that camera isn't who they really are in real life. It's a forced persona. And it's nuts. It's mind-blowing even to think about it. But yeah, we're back on podcasts. For now, anyway, um, we've all found ourselves with more time on our hands. Lockdown 3, or the th- I, I can't say lockdown 3 because it sounds like you're saying a fucking movie title. So, the third lockdown, and I'm going out of my nut. Uh, I'm quite lucky, really, because I've got Nicole, my girlfriend, and we've got our little dog, Millie. And I've got everything under the sun, Netflix, you know, everything on TV. I've got a PlayStation 5, we've got Nintendo Switch, Xbox, you know, everything, you know. There's a lot of people out there aren't just not working but are also don't have much to go so I can't I can't sit here and complain but I remember last week just before I decided that I was going to start podcasting again I was just walking around the house aimlessly and I didn't even realize that I'd just been walking around for half an hour and Nicole just turned around to me and just said what are you doing and I was like I, fuck, I don't even know like I literally just it was like an out-of-body experience I've just like that come back in real realization that I've just been walking around the living room not doing anything. And that's, you know, it's scary to think that I've got all this stuff that, you know, I've, I've got that I can do, that I can watch, that I can fucking play. And even that hasn't filled the void, <laughs> hasn't filled the time that we've got. Fucking crazy. But anyway, yeah, so, like I said, I used to record about, um, well, I used to record podcasts about four years ago and I really, really enjoyed it, but I was working such long hours at the job that I used to have. I just couldn't commit the time to recording, editing, and I used to go a long way around it as well. I used to have to, I have to, I have to fucking turn my old laptop on, open it up, wait about 10 minutes for everything to boost up. So it's all working at um, the speed it needed to be. Then I was using like a video editing software, like it's called Sony Vegas, and it's what YouTubers use to edit video, um, audio, MP4, stuff like that. And just to edit simple MP3 audio for podcasts, obviously, you didn't need you didn't need a software program that big, but that I had it at the time, so I used it. And thinking back now, like, God, that must have taken ages to render and export and stuff. And then obviously. I wouldn't even upload to Spotify or iTunes. I'd upload to YouTube. And anyone who's uploaded to YouTube before, anything longer than two minutes, you know my struggles, you know my pain. And also on YouTube, you can't just upload audio. It has to be, there has to be at least like a black screen. Because uh, obviously it's, it's all video, YouTube. It's all MP4. So that would take forever as well. Um, so I found a much simpler, much easier way. So hopefully now when I am recording podcasts, if I'm just talking for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever the case may be, 
Uh, I'm recording straight to my phone so I can just upload it to Anchor, which will then go to Spotify and iTunes, and that'll be a hell of a lot easier. And hopefully, fingers crossed, the idea is that I'll still be able to record podcasts once I'm back to work. And for those who don't know, I'm a full-time barber. That's why I found myself with so much time on my hands at the moment, because obviously during lockdown, barbers, hairdressers, you know, were deemed as non-essential. But enough rambling, let's just get into some of the topics that I want to talk about. This isn't going to be a football podcast, this is just a podcast me talking absolute shit. Um, if you're going to take time out of your day to listen to me talk this nonsense, I really appreciate you. I really do. But um, let's just get into some of the topics that I want to talk about because I am going to ramble on forever otherwise. So I was on social media today and obviously last night it was Chelsea versus Tottenham. And I can't believe how much the media has immediate well saying that i can't believe i should be able to easily believe it how fast they've turned on Mourinho. all of a sudden i'm starting to see um football pundits turn around and say is he really the man for the job for tottenham like are you fucking kidding me it was what was it nine weeks ago everyone was licking his ass they were almost at the top of the league they were at the top of the league in november then December they started to slide off a little bit, but they were still in the top four. And now that they're what? I don't even know what the, what the league is. I'm going to have to go and look at the league now. This is another good thing as well. For anyone who is recording podcasts, don't record it through stuff like GarageBand because then you can't go onto other apps because obviously GarageBand thinks that you're trying to illegally record up stuff. If you just record it on something simple like a voice memo, and obviously you've got a good microphone, and I, I am a... I am sorry, I don't know how good this microphone is. But saying that, I fucking paid 90 quid for this, so it should be decent. Um, I shouldn't be apologising for the quality of a £90 microphone. But if I just go on the league quickly and just have a look where Spurs are. Let's have a look. Spurs are 8th. Matches played 21, and they're on 33 points. And, oh wow, I didn't know they were actually that many. Oh, because they got beat off us last night. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I am a Chelsea fan. Oh, no, saying that, though, they have got a game in hand. Uh, Man City have only played 21. Tottenham have played 21, but everyone else has played 22, everyone in the top five, at least. Um, so if Spurs win that game in hand, they're on 36 points. So then they're only four points off fourth. Liverpool are obviously on 40 points. So they're not they're not that far away. Technically, like I say, if you win the game in hand, you're only four points off fourth. But then again, we saw Frank Lampard get fired. And he was, what, six points? Five points off fourth? Absolutely insane. Um, but I I understand, right, that it's a, football's, a football pundit's job to create entertainment, to say something that the media is going to put out there. Like, all right, fair enough. You are part of the media. If you're a football pundit, I consider you as part of the media because you're giving them something to talk about you're giving them something to bounce off but fuck i can't believe it. it's it's not just like one or two it's near enough everyone like even when i go on instagram and twitter loads of people are saying is marine is it time up for Mourinho? is his tactics not working and i don't know really because it's like when you see spurs what do they want like what do they expect because we not since I suppose like in our lifetime, especially in my lifetime, I've never seen Spurs not only 
I've never seen Spurs actually win the Premier League. I only saw them challenge for it once. And it was in the season when Leicester won it. So I don't have it in my head that Spurs are title contenders. Even when they were at the top of the league eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago, whenever it was. Even everyone was saying, oh, well, you know, it's just like Everton being at the top of the league. As good as it is, it's not going to last, is it? Eventually going to drop off. But would we be saying that if Mourinho was at Chelsea? Would we be saying it if you were at United or if you were at Liverpool or City? No, we're not. We're saying it because it's Spurs. So why all of a sudden is everyone now turning on to Mourinho and saying, oh, it's his fault. Is he not good enough now? He was good enough to get Man United to second. He was good enough to win the Europa League. He was good enough to come back to Chelsea and win the Premier League. Only Antonio Conte has done that since. You know what I mean? It's... It's, it's fucking... And this is the thing, right? Pundits and the media can't then throw shade at Roman Abramovich for firing Frank Lampard when they're the one who fueled the fire. Because that's just how it is. It cracked me up a few weeks ago. Um, it was someone... I think it may be BBC Sport or something. Now, I don't, I don't consider them to be media outlets. I just consider them to be some guys who've got a decent following on Twitter. And I've followed them for years. You know, I'm not having a go at them. But in Frank's last sort of... I think it was his last three games. It was the game against City, the game against Leicester. It was the game against someone else. I can't think who it was. It wasn't the looting game, but it was someone else. And we lost against Man City. We lost against Leicester. And we lost against someone else. Or we drew against someone else. can't think. And they posted something up saying, oh, Lampard's last such and such games haven't gone great. Um, Chelsea in the mud. Then when he gets fired, they post something positive saying, oh, well, he won this many points over this amount of games. And... Blah, 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 blah. Like, was it too early of a decision? Like, this is this is what it comes down to. English media, English social media, when it comes to sports, we love dragging people through the mud to the point where all of a sudden they do get fired. And then it's, oh, shit, let's turn it around on its head. Was it too early? Was it... If Mourinho got sacked tomorrow, you find Paul Merson, Rio Ferdinand, Jermaine Gina, Steve Sidwell, all these people who've not exactly gone at Mourinho, but... We've definitely been talking against him, especially from what I've seen recently. And you asked them all, would you have fired him on the spot if he was to get fired tonight? All of them would say no. They'd all say you've got to give him more time than that. Like I say, if they win the game in hand, they're just four points off fourth. For me, in the next three years, if Spurs finish fourth for the next three for the next three years, they've done well because Man City are flying couple of bumps but they're flying and they're doing it without a fucking non-striker Aguero's been out injured they're doing it with midfielders scoring goals Liverpool alright Liverpool have had a fair fair amount of injuries but Liverpool are still in the top four right now Leicester fucking steamrolling right now they're an absolute train for the Premier League I love Leicester I really do didn't like them when they were beating us 2-0 but I really do like them so for me if Spurs can get the top four a, a top four place in the next three years, and consistently do that, for me, that is a massive, massive accomplishment, considering you're fighting against those three teams, and you know, at the same time, I do see the negative, towards Mourinho, I do see his tactics, I didn't watch the game last night, Chelsea, oh excuse me, Chelsea and Tottenham, and I'll tell you why, quickly, just before, just veering off slightly, you're going to find that out a lot as well, if you're listening to me on podcast, I tend to go a long way around talking about shit, so, Unfortunately, if I get up on top, if I get up onto a topic, and I go down a road, I'm gonna go all the way to the end of it before I come back. So I do apologise for that. But just to quickly veer off, 
the reason I didn't watch this Chelsea Tottenham game yesterday was because it were on BT Sport and I refused to pay for BT Sport. I've got Sky and I pay for Sky. No, I've not got Sky. I've got Now TV, the Roku box. I got Now TV on the Roku box, and I pay a monthly subscription for Sky Sports, monthly subscription for the entertainment, and monthly subscription for the movies. Me and Nicole have got Netflix. We've also got Amazon, um, and we've got something else. We used to have Disney. We cancelled it, but now we do use someone else's. But the point is, we've got all this stuff. I am not then going off and paying twenty-five to thirty pound more. To get one more sport channel that has football during the week. I'm not doing it. You can suck my dick. So, any game that's on BT Sport, even if it's Chelsea, sometimes I'll stream it. I streamed the Wolves game. I found a good stream for that. And I'm... <sighs> Why? <laughs> I fucking regretted that. Tuchel's first game. He'd been in charge about 24 hours and it ended nil-nil. What a boring game. I should have streamed the Spurs game last night. But even that didn't sound too thrilling. Um, so yeah, I didn't watch the Spurs Chelsea game yesterday for that reason because I just I just don't want to pay that money for BT Sport. I don't want to pay money for something that technically I've already got in the form of sports. Like I say, if there's any FA Cup games or whatever games there are on BBC, we can all get them free on BBC. You know, we fucking pay our TV license. We should be able to. And then I pay monthly out my ass for Sky Sports. So I'm not then chirping off and going paying more for BT Sport. Nah, I'm not having it. So I didn't watch the game last night, but from what I hear, Spurs were very defensive, and they were set up very defensive, and they only really had... Um, oh, what was the stat that I heard? I think they had the same amount of shots in the last five minutes as they did throughout the whole of the game before the five minutes. So that says that they only really turned on in the last five, six minutes and went for it. But the thing is, you can't be surprised at a team like that when it comes to Jose Mourinho. When Mourinho's a manager, we know that he sets up very defensively. He'd rather keep a clean sheet than win 5-0, right? And I don't know Mourinho personally. You know, I'm not I'm not a professional footballer. I'm not a professional manager. But we all know how Mourinho sets up his team. Look at Gareth Bale. It's such a shame what's happening with Bale right now. And I saw something the other day. Um, Harry Redknapp was on Sky Sports News. And he was talking about Gareth Bale. And he was saying, you need to build his confidence up. You need to have Bale on the training ground with someone who you know Bale is going to destroy. Don't put him with the best defender at the club. Put him against one of the worst defenders at the club. Get him to run past him. Get him to score goals past him. You know, build his confidence up. You know, put an arm around his shoulder. Tell him, Gareth, you were brilliant today. You're one of our best players. You know, when you play on Saturday, we need that, you know, and build him, you know, build him up to be that monster that we all know him because we know how good Gareth Bale is. We've seen it in the Premier League. But, Mourinho, for me, doesn't come across as that manager. He comes across very, very strict and the mentality of, if you're not good enough to be here without me telling you you're good enough, then you shouldn't be here anyway. And unfortunately, Spurs have got those players. You can tell, if you haven't watched the Amazon, not the Amazon trailer, the Amazon documentary for Spurs, go and watch it. It's, it's probably the best, no, actually not, the best sports documentary. Like, I've not watched The Last Dance Last Dance isn't just the best sports documentary. It's probably the best documentary going. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> fucking hell, The Last Dance is incredible. Uh, but the Spurs documentary on Amazon is really, really good. And it was quite quite eye-opening, actually, to see what Mourinho was like when, you know, obviously he knew the cameras were running, but I mean, like, the media cameras, like, when he's talking his own language and he's, he's a bit more relaxed and he's not 
being flamboyant Mourinho and he's not being egotistical Mourinho. Um, I I loved it when Danny Rose went in and Rose was being a bit of a prick and he sat down and went, well, I just want to know what's your problem with me. And Mourinho straight away, it wasn't like an arse licker, it wasn't boot licking saying, oh, I think you're best one of the best players here, but we you know we need to keep you grounded and stuff like that. Mourinho told him straight, it was like, right now, you're not playing as well as other players are. So that's why they're getting, you know, it's, it's nothing against you. It's just, uh, I think it was Ben Davis he said at the time, because they didn't have Regwell on when the documentary was being filmed. And he said, right now, the lad in front of you is playing better than you. That's that's all it is. And that, to me, is football. You know, if I was... I don't care if your name's Cristiano Ronaldo. If Ronaldo was at Borussia Dortmund and Haaland had scored 10 goals in five games and Ronaldo had scored two goals in five games, I know who I'm playing. I don't care who it is. And it's the same thing with Mourinho. And the thing is, we know how good Jose Mourinho is as a manager. So... I'm really surprised that so many people, these so-called football pundits, you know, like I say, Rio Ferdinand, Premier League winner in Manchester United, England, was he England captain? If he wasn't, he fucking should have been. Um, probably not over John Terry, but <laughs> you're talking to a Chelsea fan. Jermaine Genus, a lot of, Jermaine, Jermaine Genus gets a lot of stick, but I really like Jermaine Genus, even before he became a football pundit. I liked him when he was at Spurs. Um, Steve Sidwell, don't don't really understand why Steve Sidwell is a football pundit. Uh, I don't understand how we got in the Chelsea team, to be quite honest. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm I am quite surprised that it's just been in the sense of two weeks because the thing was as well about two three weeks ago, everyone were licking Ndombele's ass, weren't they? When he scored that goal against um, Ramsdale. Was it Ramsdale against Sheffield United? I think so. We looped it over his head. There was no Spurs in the mud then. There was no Spurs in crisis. Oh, is Mourinho out of his depth? Is Mourinho the right man for his job? They're not saying that when Spurs are smashing Sheffield United, are they? And this is the thing. This is the thing that pisses me off when it comes to English media with sports. Is that you know, if a team is in a bad run of form, all of a sudden it's looking at the manager and. Oh, is a manager too much out of his depth? Um, has he lost the dressing room? A player's not playing for him. And that's what happened with Frank Lampard. We saw it. And the thing is, obviously, when it comes to Roman Abramovich and Chelsea, we know the history there. We know that Roman is quick. If you've, if you've not won a game in the last five or six games, he is easily going to be looking at you and going, right, okay, you know now that the clock started. You know that if games don't, if results in games don't start turning around, we are going to be looking, and we are going to be looking at other managers, and it's not understandable. But at the same time, a lot of them were saying it. You know, even Graham Sooners, Roy Keane, they were saying it about Roman Abramovich. And maybe if Mourinho were at Chelsea, it would be a bit more understandable. But he's he's not at Chelsea. He's at Spurs. Spurs, I still, like it just blows my mind that so many people are just turning on Mourinho. And saying, is it his time up? Are you fucking kidding me? They've been in a bad run of form for what? Three weeks? Two weeks, if that? Crazy. And again, it's easy for the media. This is this is one of the biggest things. It's easy for the media now to blame Mourinho. Because Mourinho came out and didn't do himself any favours after the, after the game. And he said, well, we've got Regwell on and we've got Harry Kane out. And, you know, fair enough, I just gave Steve Steve Sidwell a, a quick jab in the rib. 
But Sidwell said it right. He said, you know, Mourinho's making it out like he's got five or six players injured. You know, he's only got Reguilon and Harry Kane injured, you know. You've got Hummin Son, Gareth Bale, Bergwijn. Lloris is the number one goalkeeper for France still. Captain. Um, Ndombele, like I say, everyone looking at Ndombele as a world beater two, three weeks ago. Everyone's been singing his praises all season, saying, oh, look at a good job what Marie look at the good job that Mourinho's done with Ndombele turning his game around. You know, you've got these players, you know, Eric Dyer as well. Everyone's been saying how good Eric Dyer's transitioned from midfield to centre-back to fill into that role since the Tongan's gone. He gives away one penalty and all of a sudden now he's calamity Dyer. It's just, it's too easy for the media to go at teams like Spurs and to go at managers like Mourinho because of, because of what they're known for, I guess. And it's just, it's, it, even now, it's just sending me west. Because I can't believe I'm sat here. We've just got into February. And we're talking about Jose Mourinho possibly not getting sacked. I don't think Daniel Levy will... I don't think Daniel Levy's going to sack him for a bad run of form at all. But just the media in general, like, what the fuck? Absolute bellend. So, you know, the question I'm, I'm posing here is... Is it time for Mourinho to leave or is the conversation coming up at the moment? Is Daniel Levy sitting there thinking, you know what? Should I start looking at Nagelsmann from Leipzig? Should I start asking questions on if Simeone wins La Liga this season with Atletico Madrid? Would he come at the end of the season to White Hart Lane? I'm going to answer it right now by no. I don't think Daniel Levy's thinking like that at all. I think Levy's probably laughing at half the media right now. Um, they're attacking a manager because the team's in the mud. And I think at the end of the season, Spurs... Spurs would do well to finish in the top four, like I said before. But not just that. Any team this season would do well. If your name isn't Manchester City or Leicester or Liverpool, you will do well. To end up in the top four. Oh shit, Man United. <laughs> I forgot about United. I completely forgot about United. The second, aren't they? I need to look at that fucking table again. Um, where are we? Let's have a look. I, I'd fucking love it if United weren't in the top four, but it's a different story. Prem. Here we go. Standings. Yep, United a second. God, I fucking hate that. Look at that. City top of the league. Man United, second. What makes me even more sick is that Liverpool and United have played the exact same amount of games and so has Leicester. But if Liverpool win their next game and United lose their next game, the league still reads Man City, Man United. Fucking <laughs> hell! They're four points clear of Liverpool. Bastard! I didn't know they were that far ahead. They have, To be fair, they have had a good season, United. And Bruno Fernandes... He's absolutely fantastic. He, he really is. He is fucking incredible, isn't he? Pogba, Pogba's turned around a little bit. But I'm not going to give Pogba praise because for me it's too late. You can't come in as a world record transfer fee and just do what he's done for the past three years. I, don't talk to me about the World Cup. Don't. Because that's completely different. If Bruno Fernandes takes Man United to win the Premier League and the Champions League but then he never wins a World Cup or a Europa League uh, Europa League or um, Euro what do they call it? The Euros 
the Euros fucking tournament, the international European tournament that Portugal are in, if Fernandes and Portugal never go and win that, it'll never get brought up. So, for me, I don't think you can justify Paul Pogba having a shit career at Man United by saying, oh, well, he won the World Cup. Get fucked. Get fucked. And also, have you seen France's fucking squad, Dev? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, but like I said, this isn't going to be a football podcast. It's just, this is the first episode and I just wanted to... You know what, actually? Considering it's COVID and we're in lockdown, I was trying to look at things to talk about and apart from that thing that's going on in GameStop at the moment on uh, Wall Street, which I have no idea about, apparently some guys on Pinterest have somehow, I don't know how they did it, but they, they didn't quite crash Wall Street, but they got GameStop to become a proper big unit on Wall Street to the point where they had to... Did they have to stop trading for GameStop or something? They, some, they did something. They came together on Pinterest and they all started just putting money on this GameStop to the point where it started building up and where you could actually invest and get a decent, decent return. And Wall Street didn't like it, so they did something. I, can't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, and I wish I did. But apart from that, there's nothing really much to talk about. And... Yeah, it's 2021 in February. If I'd have started this a month ago, I'd have had a lorry list to talk about. But apart from football, there isn't really much anyway. But I'll tell you what, at the moment when it comes to lockdown, if you are struggling to watch things, if you if you feel like you've watched everything under the sun, go and get a subscription to Now TV or if you've got Sky, even better. Go to Sky Atlantic and watch the new TV show Resident Alien. It's fucking incredible. It's got Alan Tudyk as the main character. And you do know Alan Tudyk. You just probably don't know where you know him from. From, For fans of Dodgeball, he was Steve the Pirate. He was also in Transformers. He was in Maze Runner. He did the voice for... I think he did the voice... I'm 90% sure he did the voice for Fix-It Felix. In Wreck-It Ralph. But he's also done voices um, for a lot of animations. But yeah, he is very, very well known. And he's really, really underrated. And finally, he's got himself a leading role. I won't give too much away about it. But it's it's fucking, it's so funny. And it's so good. Um, An alien crash lands on Earth. And he has to take the form of another person. In this little local town in Colorado. And unfortunately for him, the person he impersonates is the local town doctor. So obviously he's got to pass himself off. He's got to pass himself off. Fucking get your words out, you pleb. As the local town doctor. But obviously he has no idea what he's doing. And it's just so funny. And there's one kid in the town who can see him for what he is. And the fucking dynamic between him and that kid throughout. There's only two episodes so far. And the dynamic between those two are just so so funny i can't recommend it high enough even nicole nicole isn't normally in stuff like that but even she's starting to sit down and watch it with me um so yeah if you want any recommendations i'd highly highly recommend resident alien um wow that really that really is a short episode i just talked about jose marino and spurs rages but anyway look guys that's going to do it for me uh 27 minutes in good down that's not too bad for a pilot episode um but yeah, look, hopefully we're going to see where this goes. Um, it doesn't look like I'm going to be at work anytime soon, which is, you know, it is a shame. And I just want to say as well, if you're listening to this and you are on your own, 
do yourself a favour from someone who has suffered with major fucking crippling anxiety and depression. If you're on your own and you feel, you're telling yourself that you're fine, but you you know, there's times where you sat on your phone for about half an hour to an hour and you've done absolutely nothing and it hits you and all of a sudden you just go into this lump of feeling sorry for yourself and feeling lost and agitated with yourself and this goes on for hours on end. Do yourself a favour and just talk. Just talk to someone, text your mum, ring your mum, text your dad or ring your dad or whatever or whatever the case may be and just, you know, just get something off your chest and it honestly, it'll help you out so much because there's only so much you can do and all I'm going to say is if anyone does want to talk to anyone at all and I know saying this, no one's going to pop up to me but I'm going to say it anyway and I really hope that if anyone is listening to this and you know, they need to just talk to someone, a complete stranger who isn't going to judge them for anything or whatever the case may be, feel free to pop up. You know, I'm going to post this on Twitter. I'm probably going to post it on Instagram. You know, you can find me on those platforms. Feel free to DM me. I won't ignore anyone at all. Unless it's a fucking scam. I've got a lot of scams through lately. I don't know what's going on. Probably the time of the month or time of the year, maybe. Because they know that everyone's got money from Christmas left over. I've deleted about 10 on Instagram recently and through emails. And Messenger, I got one. I got one other day through Messenger. Um, I forgot what it was now. And I got a text as well saying, those are the best ones, where the number is just a random number. And in the text message, they put EE dot. Uh, we've had trouble getting your money through. So EE have texted me saying that it's EE. The number itself doesn't come up as EE. How fucking stupid. But yeah, honestly, guys, like I said, I, I know I've figured off a little bit there, but I'm going to end it with just a positive note. And just if anyone wants to talk about anything at all, just message me and I'll reply to you. I've got nothing. Honestly, I'm doing nothing else at all. And I've been in your situation. And luckily, about two years ago, I, you know, I fucking, I was in a bit of a bad way. And I had Nicole there for me, you know, and someone to talk to. And, I, you know, I also popped up to my mum as well and talked to her about it. And, you know, it, it just helps you. It just helps you get through it. But look. Like I say, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you'll be able to find me really, really easy. Um, but that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you very much for listening to any of this. And hopefully, I'll catch you next time.